This is Dawn Schuler, certified trainer and business consultant at the Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today, I want to talk about feedback, especially as how it relates to employee engagement, but even more importantly, what feedback really is. So let's start with some of the statistics. I'm sure you're familiar with some of these. 98% of employees will fail to be engaged when managers give little or no feedback, 98%. And then 40% are actively disengaged when they get little or no feedback. And that active disengagement means they are actively looking for a different position. So you can see some correlations between engagement and feedback right there. There's a 14.9% decrease in employee turnover in companies that implement regular feedback systems. And here's the big one. 65% of employees say they want more feedback. So you probably can't deny that feedback is important. And hopefully in your organization, you have a system for giving regular feedback not just once a year at some annual employee review, because that's really not helpful, but on a regular basis. Let me remind you of um, four of the highly engaged statistic that 43% of highly engaged workers receive feedback at least once a week. So this is part of a culture within your organization where managers, supervisors, leaders consistently, regularly, habitually give feedback. Now let's talk about what feedback really is. Feedback is not simply an attaboy or an girl, a pat on the shoulder for a job well done. Yes, that's important. Everybody wants to feel appreciated and acknowledged for the effort that they put out, the work that they do. But feedback really comes down to, tell me how I'm doing. Am I doing it well? Could I improve? Could I do it better? Do you have suggestions for how I might maximize this? I believe that most humans, if they're aware of this and conscious, want to strive to be better. They want to be the best versions of themselves. And part of a manager's job is to help develop their employees and staff. The problem is that we can get caught up in some preconceived notion of what feedback really is. Let me give you an example. We have an Amazon Echo at home, like I'm sure many people do, or some sort of AI that answers your questions. And I asked Alexa a question and she said, did that answer your question? And I said, no, because it didn't. I don't remember what I asked, but it was, I asked her to define something or to give me information and she just didn't give me the right information. Okay. so. She asked, did that answer your question? No. My husband, Mark, says, gee, thanks for the negative feedback. 
And I said, aha, <laughs> see, that's the problem, is that I gave a very truthful answer. No, that did not answer my question. But yet it can be perceived as negative feedback. And that is the trap that sometimes we can set for ourselves as leaders and managers is that, oh, we can't ever say anything negative. No, it, it's not that. It's, it can be how we present it. So if Alexa weren't an artificial intelligence and were a person, I probably would have given more information. No, that didn't answer my question because I was looking for blah, 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 blah. Giving her, see, we personalize these, these machines, giving her more information so that she can do a better job next time, which is actually probably why she's programmed to ask that. Because I imagine that there's somebody over there in Amazon land reviewing these responses, reviewing the feedback, right? So that whatever question I asked of Alexa, and then when she asked if that answered my question and I said no, somebody could analyze that and say, so where was the mix-up? Where was the problem? And then they could improve that. Isn't that what feedback is supposed to be? Is a way to help you improve? But if you as a manager or a supervisor are afraid to give real, true information because you're afraid you might hurt somebody's feelings or they might take it wrong or they might be offended, then you're actually not really helping them develop and get to where they need to be. So we go back to that idea of the culture of feedback and explaining on every level. I give feedback in order to help you develop and evolve and do your job better and feel better about the job you do. So sometimes I'm probably going to share with you some things that could be improved. How do you feel about that? How about that as a question? It opens up that conversation with your employee that I'm going to be giving you information to help you do your job better, to help improve the company, and that then you'll do your job better, we'll all be happier. That's, that's the crux of it. It's maybe not the extent of the conversation, but the idea is that you need to set the stage. It's your responsibility as the manager as the leader, to set that stage for what feedback looks like and why you're giving feedback. Now, in a lot of my episodes, I don't talk about truly toxic behavior because, not because I don't think it exists, but because I'm talking about standard, somewhat normal situations. Because when you bring in a toxic personality, then everything gets thrown out the window, honestly. So I'm talking about a standard manager-employee relationship where the manager has the employee's best interests at heart and the employee has the company's best interests at heart. 
that's that's the world in which we all thrive to and strive to live in. So when you're having that conversation, you're setting the stage. Here's what the goal is for my providing feedback. The goal is to help you develop, to help you do your job better, to help see where the gaps are, especially if I can help you fill those gaps, to help you be more satisfied, and of course, to help the company overall. That is the purpose. And once you explain that that's the purpose, then you've laid that foundation. And then you talk about the different forms that that feedback could take. And that's however your organization chooses to do that, whether it's in a regular sit-down meeting or it's via email, although I do recommend that you have some sit-down meetings, or some other way of providing feedback. Getting into the habit of letting people know how they're doing, how they could improve, that you do appreciate the job that they're doing, all of that leads to higher engagement. It comes down to how important feedback is in your organization's culture, if you have a system for it, if you do it regularly, and if you do it well. So speaking of feedback, I would love some feedback on what you think of this particular episode or even the entire podcast itself. And if you feel so moved, I'd especially appreciate a review on iTunes or Stitcher or your favorite podcast listening platform. Until next time, may you thrive.